sister. If there's anyone else who's a guest, we have a special gift for you, and uh, we want to say you are welcome to worship with us today. We hope you be, you're blessed. And uh, there's a card in there. Um, it's a visitor's card. Uh, if you could kindly fill it for us, uh, so that it helps us to keep in touch with you, if you so wish. All right. God bless you. Okay. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Look at your neighbor and tell them you're looking really good in the Lord. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that one. In the Lord. You're looking good in the Lord. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're, we're bringing our series to a conclusion. Somebody said, hooray. Um, this is the penultimate week. So you've got one more week to go on wisdom. Uh, and then, God willing, next year, I am believing that the Holy Spirit will tell me you need to pick it up again because we, we've laid foundation. Somebody said, Lord, we bind the devil. <laughs> we've heard enough about wisdom. Now give us something else. Give us something fresh, somebody said. Well, I pray that it will be fresh today. In Jesus' name. Today we're going to look at two women. The wise and the foolish woman. The wise and the foolish woman. So this is part 10, is it part 10? I don't even know. Of the wisdom series. I was hoping I could do 12 weeks, but I think it's only going to conclude on the 11th part. Um, so when the book comes out, you can buy it. <laughs> All right, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. So we've been talking about wisdom, and we've established there are different, level, or different kinds of wisdom, or different kinds of godly wisdom. And uh, we talked about the highest form of wisdom being Christ, the wisdom of God. Therefore, as we learn about wisdom, and as we learn different lessons concerning wisdom and how to be wise in our teachings we will always conclude with a Christocentric element in other words we will show how these same principles teach us about Christ and his ways now we're talking about the wise and the foolish woman now all of us are either being nurtured by the wise woman or by the foolish woman. Spiritually speaking, spiritually speaking, when we talk about a woman or when we talk about a mother, we are talking about those individuals who nurture us, who um, develop us and mold us and input into us to become the persons we are. Now, as believers, or spiritually speaking, we gain our identity, even in the natural, we gain our identity from our fathers. From our fathers, we get our name, we get um, the, the seed comes from the father, so to speak. Uh, we get our authority and our character from them, but it is from our mothers that we are nurtured and molded and influenced to become the people we end up being. No matter what input our fathers input into us, it is the mothers who 
generally speaking, mold us. And you'll find in the scriptures that often when God is going to tell a story about somebody's performance, he will refer to their mother. You say, so-and-so was born such and such, this king was born at this time, and their mother's name was such and such. Thank you, man of God. It's really happening. (laughs) And their mother's name was such and such. And the reason why it is so is because the scripture is giving us a clue why the person ended up behaving the way that they did. So, for instance, the first place in the scripture where this is clearly outlined is in Leviticus 24.11. In Leviticus 24.11, it's a very negative example. It says, and the Israelites' son, woman's son, blasphemed the name of the Lord and cursed, so they brought him to Moses. Now, this is the first time when um, this kind of description is being given. And it says, his mother's name was Shelomith, the daughter of Debri, of the tribe of Dan. Now, the reason why the scripture does this is because the mother had married an Egyptian. So what the scripture was telling us, you find in the um, uh, next verse, what the scripture is telling us is that this man, he grew up being influenced by a woman who had compromised her position. She had compromised because as an Israelite, you were not supposed to marry outside of Israel. And so because she had compromised her position, that had influenced her son so that he could freely blaspheme the name of the Lord. Another example is 1 Kings eleven twenty six, Talks about Jeroboam. It says, Then Solomon's servant Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, an Ephraimite from Zerida, whose mother's name was Zura, Zerua, sorry, a widow, also rebelled against the king. Now, for him to have done that, what you show is that this widow, this woman, brought him up to be very strong and very confident because Jeroboam was actually doing what God had commanded him to do. Same with Solomon's son, Rehoboam. He was a bad king. In 1 Kings 21, 14, 21, and 22, you see it like this. It says, And Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, reigned in Judah. Rehoboam was 41 years old when he became king. He reigned 17 years in Jerusalem. His, his kingship was a disaster, by the way. The city which the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. His mother's name was Nehemiah and Ammonites. 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 She was a daughter of Ammon. Now, if you understand what that, the implications, it's very bad because the Ammonites were really ungodly. And Rehoboam, Solomon with all his wisdom, had a son with this woman and he became king. And his kingship was a judgment on Judah and on Israel because God put him there as a judgment and he was a bad king. And if you read his story, he started off bad and ended ended up terribly. Now, the point I want to emphasize is this, is that all of us are being nurtured, are being molded by our spiritual mother. Now, when I say spiritual mother, I'm not talking about Sister Aisha or Sister Angela. I'm not talking, I'm talking about the forces behind what is influencing our lives. The forces behind what is influences our life, influencing our lives. And I want to submit to you, you are either being influenced by the wise woman 
or by the foolish woman. Now, no believer in their right mind will surrender their hearts to the foolish woman without realizing that it's going to destroy them. But many do. Many do. Understanding the characteristics of the foolish woman will enable you to recognize how you ought to avoid her influence. On the onset, I want to put it to you like this. The wise woman represents Christ. So we'll take the mystery out. The wise woman represents Christ. And the foolish woman represents who? Who? No, not the devil. The devil is not an... No, no. Not Satan. No, that Satan is the devil. Satan is the devil. They're the same person. <laughs> I like his boldness. Who is it then? Come on, just give it. What's all this? What's all this? You know. The, the foolish woman is sin. The foolish woman is sin, as we are going to see. You see, let me just, let me just say a few things about this. If Christ had an opposite equivalent, it would not be the devil. It would be sin. If Christ had an opposite equivalent, it would not be the devil. The opposite equivalent of the devil in the spirit is who? The archangel Michael. The opposite equivalent of the devil on the earth is who? The church. We are his opposite equivalent. We are the ones who can deal with him. There's no power on this earth that can deal with the devil and his cohorts except the church. If so, if you want to know, but we are even more superior to him in authority because of Christ. But if there was an opposite equivalent to him on this earth, it would be the church. But we, are, we have superior authority, and that's why he attacks the church. Because he knows we are the only power, the only spiritual entity that can stop him. But anyway, we don't want to go there. So, I want us to look at some of the characteristics, first of the wise woman, very briefly. And next week, we'll conclude at looking at the wise woman in detail. And then we're going to focus on the foolish woman and why we need to be aware of her influence in our lives. So, the scripture we read, Proverbs 14 to 1 says, The wise woman builds her house but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. The first characteristic I want you to notice about the wise woman is that she is productive. She builds her house. She builds her house. She is productive. Now, as we learn about the wise woman, you can apply it to your life in the natural, to your business, to your home, and you can also apply it to your spirit. But she builds her house. So whenever we are being influenced by the wise woman, we will be productive. We will build. That word build means we repair, we set up, we make, we obtain children. So the wise woman repairs her house, establishes her domain, that which has been given to her. Your house represents what you own, what you possess, where you live, your sphere of authority and influence. And everyone has their house, has a house that God has given to them. If you're a student, you have a house. I'm not talking about your home, 94... Um, Jockwood Gardens, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your sphere of 
authority, responsibility as a student. Um, the things you study is part of your house. The way you think, how you keep yourself is part of your house. And if you are influenced by the wise woman, you will build that house. You will repair things that are going wrong. You will ensure that you're productive. You will ensure that you are um, being fruitful and so forth. Second thing about the wise woman is this. She stands before kings. She has authority. Now, in 2 Samuel chapter 14, verses 2 and 3, we see the second time the scripture uses the phrase wise woman. The first one is the one that I showed you um, uh, in Proverbs 14. Sorry, not in Proverbs 14. Yeah, sorry. The first time, I beg your pardon, is here in 2 Samuel here. I've already referred to Proverbs. I beg your pardon. So here now, in, Joel, in 2 Samuel 14, 2 and 3, I'll read it before I get tongue-tied. And Joab sent to Tekoa and brought from there a wise woman and said to her, Please pretend to be a mourner and put on mourning apparel. Do not anoint yourself with oil, but act like a woman who has been mourning a long time for the dead. Go to the king and speak to him in this manner. So Joab put the words in her mouth. The point there is this. The wise woman has authority and knows how to stand before kings. So when you are influenced by the wise woman, you have a way in which you are able to exercise that which has been entrusted to you. You have authority. You see, the background to this story was that David had a son called Absalom who really, he killed his, 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 his brother because his brother had raped his sister and he wasn't having it. In those days, you could do that and get away with it. You could kill them afterwards. But you can't do that now in Jesus' name. So don't, don't go and say that I heard the pastor. He said I could kill. No. But they could do that. So he killed his, he killed his brother because he had raped his sister. His father banished him. Banished him. So Joab saw that his father was yearning for his son, but his father didn't know how to bring him back. So he got this woman to come and stand before him and persuade David to bring back his son Absalom. But the point I want you to see is that the wise, it took a wise woman to come and stand before the king. You see, you can't just come before a king and just turn up and then say, you know, you're God, you know David, I think you, you, know, you need to bring. No, you, you have to have wisdom. And this is the point. The wise woman's influence will allow you to be able to stand before people of influence. We will allow you to be able to exercise authority where it counts. The wise woman's influence will cause you not to be embarrassed about who you are, about what you have. The wise woman's influence will cause you to be able to speak words of persuasion where necessary. And the third thing about the wise woman I want you to see is this. She is able to deliver cities from certain destruction. She has restorative influence. So she has influence, but it's not any kind of influence. It is restorative influence. So you see this in 1 Samuel 20, verses 16, and also verse 22. It says, then a wise woman, again, in this context, there was a siege against a city. Uh, because there was a guy called Shimei who had cursed David and, you know, um, basically Solomon, um, sorry, this guy was, was going to be, he had caused a, re a rebellion. And now he had gone into this city 
And so David has sent his army, and Joab and them were there waiting to take the city. And they were saying, we're not coming out. We're going to fight. And so basically, this city was going to be destroyed. So this woman was looking at the scene, and she thought, nah, we're not having it. So she got up in verse 60 and said, then a wise woman cried out from the city, hear, hear. Please say to Joab, come nearby that I may speak with you. Then the woman in her wisdom went to all the people and they cut off the head of Sheba. I beg your pardon, his name is Sheba, the son of Bikri, and threw it out to Joab. Then he blew a trumpet and they withdrew from the city, every man to his tent. Now, the point you have to understand is that up until this point, this guy Sheba, he was causing chaos and nobody could stop him. But this woman, she knew how to get rid of the trouble that was coming to the city. And the point you need to know about the wise woman is this. They will know what to do in crisis situations. So when you are influenced by the wise woman, when you are facing a crisis, you will not panic. When you are facing situations where it seems as if everything is lost, because of the influence of the wisdom of the wise woman, it will cause you to make the wise decisions and have the right influence and avert disaster where disaster is certain. And the fourth thing I want to point out about the wise woman is this. She employs, all, she employs wisdom in all that she does. The first verse we looked at, Proverbs 14, 1 says, the wise woman builds her house. In Proverbs chapter 9, verse 1, it says, Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. And what you need to understand is this. When the wise woman influences you, you employ wisdom in all that you do. And if there is one thing I want to emphasize in this series, is that you will cultivate a heart of wisdom. You will cultivate a heart that asks the question, what does wisdom have to say about this decision I am going to make? Because, beloved, when you are governed by wisdom, you will save yourself a lot of unnecessary complications. At times, we allow our emotions to dictate to us our decisions. We allow people's faces to dictate to us our decisions. We allow our circumstances to dictate to us our decisions. But you must allow wisdom. Wisdom. Because wisdom is what? The principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. The wise woman embraces the invitation of wisdom with all the resources of wisdom and builds a house. And I'm praying that you will do the same in Jesus' name. So this is a brief on um, the wise woman. Now let's look at the foolish woman. Proverbs 9.13. He says, a foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knows nothing. Now that word simple don't think it means she's just easy. She's, you know, at times people have said to me, Joseph, you're very simple. And I have to, I have to think, hmm, which simple do you mean? There is different simples. <laughs> and also in Proverbs 14, 1, he says the foolish, woman, the foolish one pulls her house down with her own hands. So let's look at some of her characteristics that describes the foolish one. Number one, she is clamorous. What's that word, clamorous? She is loud and troubled. She is loud and troubled. She makes a lot of noise. So when you are influenced by the foolish woman, 
you are loud you are troublesome that's the point you there is there will always be some kind of trouble hallelujah say to your neighbor that is not you that word clamorous also means to rage so there is anger there she's also an angry woman one day i'll do a teaching on the different kinds of negative women in proverbs you say the women are saying why are you picking on us most of the time it's all about men today we are focusing on women there are different types the odious woman the the um the nagging wife <laughs> let's move on quickly now <clears throat> anyway so the foolish one she is clamorous she's loud and troubled she rages she in other words she is unreasonable she is unreasonable so when you are influenced by the foolish woman, one of the characteristics is you are, you are very difficult to deal with. You are a difficult person. Have you, ever been, have you ever been told you are a difficult person? I have. I've been told that by one or two individuals. Has, has somebody ever said to you, you know, you're not easy? I'm asking you a question. Has somebody ever said it to you? Hey! I wonder what's, what, who's influencing. Second thing is, she is simple. The foolish woman is simple. Now, simple is not easy, plain, not complicated. No, this simple is different. She believes the unbelievable and leads others astray. To be simple in this context means to be silly, to be stupid, yeah, to be seducible and to seduce. So she is simple because she is gullible to falsehood. That's the point. She is gullible to falsehood. Because one of the things about wisdom is wisdom embraces the truth. But the foolish woman does not embrace the truth. Not only doesn't she embrace the truth, we're going to see she believes stupid things. She believes stupid things. That's the nature of sin. Sin will tell you things that are ridiculous, but at the time are very attractive. You are a young man minding your own business. You decide to do some work on your computer. You go on your computer to do your work. You've got some exam or some submission you have to do. You are very focused. Here comes a foolish woman. Look at a naked woman. You are missing out on looking at that naked woman. If you would look at that naked woman, your, all your trouble will disappear and you will have a pleasure beyond pleasure. Just look for a minute at this beautiful woman. And then you say, oh, what after all? I'm very stressed right now doing this exam, doing these studies. What do we miss? Let's just have a, a glance. So you have a glance. Then the foolish woman says, only a glance. You are missing out. If you will look properly, I guarantee. They say, Pastor John, you know all this. I have studied uh, the realities of life. <laughs> the foolish woman is simple. 
She's simple. <laughs> First thing about the foolish woman, she is ignorant. She is ignorant. What does that, why do I say that she's ignorant? It says she knows nothing. Now, when it says she knows nothing, what is it really saying? In other words, she does not abide in the truth. It's not saying that she has no information in her head. She knows nothing as it relates to truth, as it relates to wisdom. There's a lot of information the foolish woman will give you, as we're going to see. But in reality, everything that comes from the foolish woman is a lie. It's a lie. So you know that you are being influenced by the foolish woman when you are living outside of the reality of the will of God for your life. You know you are being influenced by the foolish woman when, if you are confronted with the truth, you reject the truth and hold on to a lie. How many of you, you have believed somebody said something bad about you before? How many of you have believed that? Some of you didn't raise your hands. And then you've confronted that person. And then the person said, no, I didn't say that. And then you still believe they said it. Even though they are honestly telling you that's not what they said. How many of you have still believed they said it? Look at you, none of you raised your hands. That, that is now, oh, one or two holy people over there raised, oh, and now we're getting more, oh, there's more holiness happening in the church. We've all done this, where we, we believe something. Maybe you came to greet your pastor, and as you went to greet your pastor, he just ignored you. How many of you that's happened to you before? I'm not saying in this church, I'm just saying that's happened to you before. He just ignored you, and you believed that your pastor has something about, something against you. How many of you, you believe, okay, don't raise your hand on that one. But the point is, afterwards you may discover that he didn't even notice you were there. That's even worse. So you don't even know I'm around. <laughs> but if you're abiding in the truth, it wouldn't bother you because you know, oh, okay, he's just like me. He didn't see me, even though I was standing right in front of him. The point is that the foolish woman does not abide in the truth. She, is, she knows nothing. So whatever she has to say is not worth receiving. And then the fourth thing is, she is destructive. She is destructive. She brings to ruin that which is under her trust. He says she pulls down her house with her own hands. She pulls down her house with her own hands. Literally in the Hebrew, it means something like this. She, she deliberately is on the path to destroy her house. On the path to destroy her house. Somebody said, who on earth will be on a deliberate path to destroy their house? I'll show you. Let's look at the language, the words, the, the things that the foolish woman says. So, Proverbs chapter 9, verses 14 to 18. The ways of the foolish woman. This is how she goes about her charming, powerful way to destroy all of us. Proverbs chapter 9, from verse 14 to 18. 
Now, verse 13, we've already read verse 13, where he says, the, the fool, a foolish woman is clamorous, she is simple, and knows nothing. Verse 14, why? For she sits at the door of her house, on a seat by the highest places of the city, to call to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And as for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, this is, what, this is her counsel, stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. On the surface, you say, yeah, it's true. Stolen water is sweet. And when you steal bread and eat it in secret, it's really nice. <laughs> On the surface, we will say that. But when you examine it, it's a very stupid thing to say. How can stolen water be sweet? Stolen water is stolen water. Therefore, it will never be sweet when you drink it. It's a price. And as for bread eaten in secret, you can't even eat properly. <laughs> for for the, the West African man, it should say meat, meat, meat <laughs> eaten in secret. It's sweet. <laughs> when, your, when your wife has cooked the meat and she says, hey, Joe, don't touch the chicken. Don't touch the curry goat or whatever. Oh, don't worry. No, 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 Joe, don't touch it. Promise me. Promise what? Oh, there's nothing to be promising about. There's nothing. Uh, Joe. <laughs> and, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm going to eat this thing. I'm going to eat it. Look at, verse, look at verse 18. But he does not know that the dead are there. Where? Her house. And her guests are in the depths of hell. Wow. So let's examine it quickly. First thing about the, 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 the foolish woman is this. She sits at the door of her house. In other words, she is established in the ways of temptation. Remember, her house is the house of sin. She dwells in sin. And her door speaks of the opportunity to sin. So she is established in the ways of sin. She sits at the door of her. Second thing is, she sits by the highest places of the city. In verse 40, the second part says that in the next, I've got 10 more minutes and I'm done. She sits on a seat by the highest places of the city. What does that speak of? It speaks of the fact that sin has tremendous influence over those in authority, in civil authority. So that's why you, you can see some of the crazy laws that are in existence today. How can a presidential candidate say that even if the child is nine months, as long as it's in the womb, we can get it and get an applause? That is an insanity. How many of you have ever been there, seen a child nine months coming out? I have been there at least three times. <laughs> seen them come out. 
so vulnerable. But why can somebody say, and then you got another one who says, Stop planes coming from West Africa. Why West Africa? You go and pick a country. Why West Africa? He said it. You know, we have these, our brother saying he's the answer to the, almost like he's the answer to the world. Trump, how can he be the answer to the world? They were both disasters. We need to be praying. Now we have to pray hard. We have to be praying hard. Don't know which one. I, you know, I'm glad I wasn't, didn't have to choose because I would have voted for. I would have just gone. Hurr. I can't vote for him and I can't vote for her. I don't care what all the Christian leaders are saying. Anyway, let's not digress. The point is, she sits by the highest places of the city. So what she's what she's showing us is this: Listen, I have power. I have authority. I have influence. So the foolish woman has influence. That's the point. When you see some of these people, they, 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 will, they were in church, you know, they were helped, and then they become famous, and they'll say something like this. We've left those things, those childish things behind. The childish thing they're talking about is coming to church every Sunday, you know. The childish thing they're talking about is going to a cell group, going to a prayer meeting. That's the childish things they've left behind. Stupid. You are, you are, you are, you have lost your mind. Yeah. We, we will say it freely to all of them. It's stupidity. You, the, the foolish woman is now governing your, your mental faculties. Third thing is this. She calls those who are already focused on the path of righteousness. Look at what he says. He says this. To call, verse 15, to call those who pass by, who go straight on their way. These are people already focused on the path. The foolish woman is not concerned about, say, the unbeliever, because she has them. It's those who are straight on their way. It's speaking of the believer who's already on the way of righteousness. That's the one she targets. She's calling him. You're on your way, you're focused, and then the foolish woman calls out to you. Fifth point, she targets the simple and the ignorant. Now, that word simple, like I said, it's not just um, your plane. It's talking about someone who is susceptible or vulnerable to temptation. So just because you're a righteous man or a righteous woman does not mean you are not vulnerable to temptation. And so the foolish woman targets you. You're on your way, you're trying, you know, you might even have decided I don't know if there's anybody's online right now listening, but you might even have decided this morning, I'm going to go to the house of God to worship, and then the foolish woman will target you. This morning to worship, stay at home and enjoy. There's some program, you know, you need to. The foolish woman. Or, you know, you're on your way, you've decided, now I'm going to be praying, now I'm going to be focused. And the foolish woman will say, just one more film. Watch one more film tonight. Mm, one more film. Say to your neighbor, one more film. And before you know it, now you can't even get up to pray. Look at what she says, number five. She tempts them with a false bait. Stolen water is sweet. And bread eaten in secret is pleasant. Now, water and bread in this context speaks of poverty. 
And what, he, she saw, what the foolish woman is showing us is this. She has nothing to offer us or, except that which causes poverty or reinforces our poverty. Now, this is in contrast to what wisdom offers. You know, wisdom also offers bread. But when wisdom offers you bread, it offers you bread with a feast. And we'll look at that next week. Sixth point is this. The tempted is lured because of their ignorance. Verse 18, first part, says, he does not know that the dead are there. You see, the reason why this simple person and this person on their way turns to the foolish woman is because they think that what the foolish woman is offering them is good for them, is better than the path they're on. But they don't know who that foolish woman is. They don't know what's in their house. You see, the wages of sin, the payment of sin, is death. Sin will never bless your life. There is no path that you take that deviates from righteousness to this day that I have seen that benefits the people. The scripture says the way of the transgressor is hard. You know what that means? It means this. Anybody who deliberately goes outside of the boundaries of God will experience hardship. It's a fact. And this is why I like the word that Pastor Aisha brought earlier on. Where sometimes we've made decisions that has put us in a bad path. But there is mercy and there is grace in Jesus' name. They are lured because they are ignorant about the foolish woman, who she really is. If you understood what sin really is, and its impact on your life, its destructive nature to your soul, I guarantee you, you will do everything in your power to be free of its clutches. I'm telling you. If you understood what some of these temptations that we are yielding to are doing to us, to our spirit, I tell you, you will be on fire to be a holy man or woman. And finally, the house of the foolish woman speaks of the condition of those governed by her. The house of the foolish woman speaks of So it says that her guests are in the depths of hell. Now, let me explain it like this. Anybody governed by the foolish woman is already dead. Whilst they're still alive. That's what the scripture says. They're already dead whilst they're still alive. But secondly, the ultimate destiny for anyone who is governed by the foolish woman, because you're governed by her when you are in her house, is hell. That's the ultimate destiny. The dead are in her house highlights the truth that until you embrace Christ, you remain spiritually dead and are under the domain of this woman. The dead are in their house highlights the truth that even if you are in Christ, but you seek to be governed by sin, you will be a walking zombie, a spiritual zombie. That's why many Christians are, are experience lifelessness. They are not alive in God. Because they are living a life of sin. Beloved, I want to encourage you to forsake the counsel of the foolish woman. Can you say amen? amen? And to embrace the wisdom of the wise woman for your life. Because in so doing, you will excel in all the purposes of God for your life. Amen. Let us pray. I want to pray first of all for anybody in this place who recognizes 
that their life has been governed by the foolish woman. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. We've done ministry already earlier on. But I want to pray with you. If you recognize that your life has been governed by the foolish woman. I'm not talking about you're struggling with an area in your life. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where you know that in your heart you have been yielding your life to the foolish woman. Maybe you have not given your life to Christ. Maybe you gave your life to Christ but you turned away. Maybe you go to church but you know you have not given your life to Christ. Or that Christ is no longer the Lord of your heart. If that is you, I want to pray with you. Why don't you stand where you are quickly? And I want to pray with you and pray an agreement with you for freedom. So if that is you, and you know that your heart has been governed by the foolish woman, and you want to be free from that, stand where you are quickly, and I'll pray with you. Quickly, where you are, just stand where you are, quickly, and I will pray with you. Don't be shy, don't be embarrassed. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. I want to pray with you. I want you to act out in faith before God. Stand where you are. You're saying, you know what, I recognize that the foolish woman has been governing my heart. But today, I forsake her way. Stand where you are, quickly, quickly, quickly.